You're listening to the No Name Photo Show, the podcast dedicated to lively conversations about the creativity, business, and technology of photography. I'm your host, Brian Matiash. Let's chat. And welcome everyone to episode 49 of the No Name Photo Show, and also welcome to the year 2019 because uh, we're recording this and what is it, the 2nd of January. Uh, so we're just, you know, the, the year is fresh and new and full of possibilities and opportunities. So I want to thank all of you for joining me today. My name is Brian Matias. I am your host. So this episode, uh, first of all, I'm excited about it. And like I said, I always say I'm excited about it, but this is a topic. The topic of this episode uh, stems from an email I got a few weeks ago from a listener of the show. And we'll call this listener Matt. That is his first name, but I'm not going to go. He gave me permission to read you know, snippets of his email. Um, and it's about professional photography, which I think is really good. But I'm also excited because we actually have, this is uh, the second time I've had an in-studio guest. And actually, it should be pretty easy considering that she lives in the same house as me <laughs> where the studio is. So what I'd like to do is uh, welcome uh, photographer, author, and uh, wife. Nicole Suzanne Young, a.k.a. Nicole Z. Nicole, thanks for being back. The last time you were here was episode 12. So uh, that was uh, last November, November 2017. So tell people a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Brian. Uh, well, like you said, I'm a photographer and author and wife of Brian Matias. Uh Yeah, I mean, what is there to say? I've well, what do you photograph? What do you do? Like, how do you how do you make money? I guess we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. We'll probably kind of get into that a little bit more. Um, I mean, I make my living uh, with photography education. The majority is uh, eBooks, and I do some print books as well, and video courses, and preset packs, overlay packs, things like that. Um, I photograph a lot of different things. You know, I, I ranged from landscape to travel to I kind of played around with water drop photography this last year. So I really just kind of like to go all over the place with what I shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I know firsthand your whims of, of trying different things like water. You see, the thing about Nicole is when she gets something in her head, she doesn't just like go little with it. She went out and got like this whole rig for the water drop set up like this timer and a trigger and all this stuff. But with that said, um, if you look uh, at the results, they're actually quite beautiful. So um, I think it's important. I do actually think it's important to experiment with different things, especially with us with like, you know, landscape and, tra and not so much travel, but the landscape side of things It can get monotonous. If you keep shooting waterfalls, you keep shooting, uh, you know, green forests, uh, you, you need some, some variety, not just in the subject matter, but in the techniques and that, you know, that was, you, that took a while. You like really learned about that, right? Yeah. So the way it worked was I, uh, kind of just, I don't even know where I saw or learned about it or kind of decided to do it. I think I saw this Pluto trigger is what I use. And my original intention was to get it for, oh, I can't remember, maybe long exposure photographs or I, I honestly don't recall. But I was like, this might be kind of fun. And it's really a very inexpensive tool. And you connect it to your camera and you can buy a separate little water drop a little trigger. I watched a few YouTube videos and, you know, figured out how the mechanics of the trigger worked. After that, it was mostly just finding the right 
container to put the water in and setting the lighting up and setting the backgrounds up. And um, I had a lot of fun with it and I actually kind of figured it out pretty quickly. I only had like maybe one or two tries before I felt like I was getting some really good stuff. And I haven't done it yet. I haven't actually set up because we moved since then. We moved in the summer back to Portland and I we haven't really established our little photography setup area yet. But I think I'll probably get back into it and maybe even share some blog posts and something about it once I once I kind of get. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you something. Do you consider yourself a professional photographer? Okay. And here's why I ask. And, and I do too, but I have a little asterisk on uh, on my the way I, I go at it. So I, I mentioned just a, a few minutes ago in the in the intro that. I received a really nice and thoughtful email from Matt. Now, it was in response to episode 46, I think. This was the one with James Brandon, which actually I have gotten so much good feedback about. So James came on to talk very differently. differently. We, whereas most of the times when you know photography podcasts uh, talk about the business side or the professional side of photography, they're talking about getting into it. And with James, the entire discussion was actually leaving the life of photography. You know, he he still, you know, considers himself a, a professional photographer to a degree, but his focus is he, he got a full-time job, which he's, you know, it's very much about video, um, working at a, a, a church, a giant church in his area in Texas, and he just is content with that. And um, part of that, he said, was just the whole rat race of social media and just that whole, it's becoming uh, very interesting to find success in this space in, in, with regards to what you need to do. So going back to this email, um, I'm going to read a snippet of it. Uh, and again, this was in response to that episode. Matt writes, my question is, in reference to your professional photographer question, is it only those that do it as their own business that are the professionals? Or would someone like me fall into it as well? And when he says someone like me, uh, I don't want to go into too much detail because um, he uh, Matt does work. Uh, he's, he, he is uh, in the armed, in our armed forces and uh, photography is a component of what he does. So if you think about it, he's in the armed, he's in the armed services, in the armed forces in the United States. And uh, you know, he operates a camera. So I don't want to go into too much more detail than that, but his question is is that is like so if not then how or when would I get to that point of being a professional? Uh by the way, I'm trying to do it on my own on the side as well, but that will be for another day. Thank you in advance for your insight. So um what Matt is saying is like, all right, according to 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 me I guess and according to you Nicole, professional photographer, which is why I asked. Um so it, it it's like he is out there uh you know taking photos and but he's it's not his business obviously he doesn't own the the uh, uh armed forces and he's not generating an income from selling photos or whatever doing gigs and so he's wondering is this something that is he a professional photographer or if not what you know what is and i responded actually uh it took me a few weeks because I, I saw the email and anytime, I mean, just because Nicole, you're, you're also a veteran, you served in the Navy. So I have a, um, as anyone 
just should to begin with, but because my wife is a veteran, I have a, a very, you know, in my heart for, for veterans and for active duty military. Um, so I wanted to make sure that I took the time to uh, think of a reply that was thoughtful and, you know, thorough. And I did. I, reply, I applied over the weekend. And to me, I say it as this, Nicole, and then I want, you know, share, I want you to share your stuff. But um, when the, the term professional, it, when you break it down to its core, it just simply means something that's related to a profession. And, it, you know, depending on who you talk to, um, that has been kind of the def definition has been kind of co-opted and warped a little bit. Um, I also think like when you think of profession or professional, I also consider that as an attitude or the way you carry yourself. In other words, like, oh, Bob acted professionally in the board meeting. Um, you know, it's not that he's a professional, um, you know, board meeting attendee, but he acted professionally. And that right there is where I kind of delineate between how a lot of photographers, I think, define that word. Because you can have a photographer who's earning money from photos, whether it's uh, his or her photography that they license or the gigs that they they book, um, or like us, Nicole, where the, the products that we sell, the digital products to our audience. But they can act completely unprofessionally. They can just be just just the worst people. For, and I'm being I'm I'm being hyperbolic, but so I don't I mean, I don't necessarily say that I am I mean, I consider myself a professional because uh, I have a I'm incorporated like you. And um, I have an accountant like you, and we pay business taxes and all that good stuff. But I consider myself a working photographer, not a. Pro I mean, I consider myself professional as a photographer, but I like to say that I am a working photographer. There's no ambiguity with the word working, right? So, so I've talked a bit, um, and so I think everyone would like to hear what your thought thoughts are on this entire kind of, you know, what makes a professional. I have a lot of thoughts on this because there are a lot of different kind of ways that you could describe what you think a professional photographer is and a lot of examples. Um, so to kind of, for myself, because Brian and I, we had this conversation, you know, before, uh, you know, we did this podcast and then you were like, hey, this would be a really good topic. You know, let's talk about this. And the story I told him was back, so kind of like kind of going all the way backwards before I really even considered myself a professional photographer, before I really even considered myself a photographer. And so I, I had started doing photography. I did started doing stock photography starting in 2005, 2006. It was somewhere in there. And I was still serving in the military when that happened. And so I, I was making some money. I wasn't making a lot of money, but I was making enough money to the point where I could say, okay, I'm going to get out of the military. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this full time. And I didn't know where it would take me. I thought maybe I'd just do stock photography for a really long time, but I got out of the military and people would ask me, what do you do? Like, you know, like basically ask me, what's my job? And it took me a long time before I, so I started by saying like, so if someone said, oh, Nicole, what do you do? I would say, I do photography. It took me a very long time to kind of build up that internal confidence to with my work and with what I did to actually say, I am a photographer, you know? And then from that point, eventually transitioning into being considered, I guess, a professional photographer. I think a lot of people consider uh, 
people who are professional photographers, like one definition might be someone who makes money with their photographs. But to what extent is that? Is that like a certain percentage of your income? Is it more than 50%? Is it more than 30%? Is it more than 80%? You know, like what specific number is that? I mean, because even if that's the case, I don't make, as I'd be considered, you and I probably be considered more professional educators, <laughs> you know, than professional photographers, even though photography is what we do and what we teach. Because I don't, I don't actually earn a lot of income through the direct licensing or sale of my photographs. Um, obviously, they are a part of my work, and I have to, I you know, be, hopefully, be good at what I do in order to actually teach it. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Like the income level? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that is uh, an interesting way to to gauge or a barometer to use uh, in terms of. Uh, again, I I think professional is more about and you were touching on this it requires someone who can one someone who has done this for many years you know if you think about um i can't remember who i was speaking was it with you you i think it was with you nicole about talking about like a, a professional athlete yeah yeah that's what I, I was one talking about like you know we it's easy to classify other professions like a lawyer you're a professional if you went to law school and you passed the bar exam or you've been you know and then you've been doing it for several years or you're a professional i don't know fill in the blank most people who have a profession where they then are basically considered professional at what they do, it's because they have some type of certification, uh, degree, or, or something that an organization has dubbed them, you are now professional at what you do. But photography, we don't really, I mean, we don't really, there are, there are small organizations and, you know, membership things you can join that kind of do, um, like I think PPA is one of them that does kind of, uh, a, like I don't really know the whole process, but they have some type of certification process. You can get Adobe certified for certain things, but there's not like a whole specific process that you're supposed to go through in order to be like, you know, how many, how many you are now a professional photographer. Yeah, I, I, that's, I think the experience component, the certification component definitely is important. I think certification is more like, again, for a lawyer or a doctor, um, that kind of stuff, you need to be board certified to practice because there are certain, you know, the curriculums and the and the tests and whatnot to make sure that you're not going to kill someone or you know how to, you know, effectively execute and interpret the law. Um, you know, you can look at electricians who have to go through years and years of apprenticeships before they can, uh, I think, join certain unions. As far as I know, I don't know that, but like I know that, it, you know, plumbing and, and electricity and these kinds of trades there's a, a significant amount of investment as far as time and, and learning before you would consider yourself a professional. Photography, there's an interesting distinction there because photography, I mean, there is nothing. There is no, like you said, Nicole, there's no bar um, association. There's no um, official governing body that's, uh, you know, where you can get certified and you use that as like, I am a professional photographer. No, you can just go to to anywhere. You know, we'll use the the kind of uh, trite example of going to the Costco and buying your kit, camera, and lens. And uh, you know, you can technically start putting your services out there if that's kind of what you want to do. However, um, going back to my definition, I believe that there's a one. There is a certain uh, amount of time that the person has put into practicing photography. And uh, that's not just the, the, I break that down. It's not just um, going out and shooting a thousand times a day. It, there, you have to be able to speak to, uh, intelligently, you have to be able to speak to the, the creative 
and the technical components of photography. You really have to understand photography. It's not just, oh, I just take a bunch of pretty pictures um, consistently and I'm a professional. No, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the case. You might be someone who goes and takes a bunch of really pretty pictures and posts them on Instagram and a company uh, decides to want to work with you because you've got 300,000 followers uh, and pay you. But I don't see you there still as a professional photographer. You're just someone who kind of, I think, uh, has developed a certain formula, uh, a, like a, your own personal paint by numbers, and you, uh, you know, lather, rinse, repeat. And uh, because you have that audience, because your photos resonate with a very large group of people, that makes you marketable. That does not necessarily make you a professional. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. That's not something that. Uh, ever that I'm not trying to uh, pigeonhole or blank make a blanket statement, but I, I I am curious as to the number of people who where the the signal to noise ratio as far as like the amount of years that be like I started my first time I picked up a camera was in 1996, so um, that is uh, twenty over 20 years ago, and uh, I've been working in this industry one in one way or another, whether it's for myself or with for another company. Uh, for 10 years. And so I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 this to me is a very, very, it can be a charged topic, um, which is something that I think is important to, you know, debate to have, but uh, what do you, what are you thinking, Nicole? So one thing to keep in mind is that every single person with a camera can, is going to get lucky at some point. And when I say that, I mean, you're going to create a good, a very good photograph. If you, if you create enough photos and you put yourself in enough situations, you're going to come out with a really great photograph. But what I kind of can, you know, like my distinction between someone who is, you know, maybe just a lucky photographer or an amateur photographer, meaning they're not very experienced and someone who is a professional is someone who can consistently create good results with their camera in any given circumstance, maybe that fits within their genre of photography that they're good at, um, regardless of their circumstances, regardless of the situation they're in. Um, a good example, uh, I do consider myself good at f food photography. And if someone were to say, I want you to come to my restaurant and photograph uh, one of our dishes, <laughs> you know, I know with absolute certainty that I would be able to do that because I understand lighting. I know how to set up lights. Obviously, I know how to do it with natural light. But what if there isn't any? What if they need me to come by in the really early morning or the really late evening or the environment they have is super, super dark. You know, I need to know, you know, as a professional that I can go there and photograph food and come out with a really good result. Uh, and that goes, that's the same with anything, like portraits or water drops or landscape photography, travel photography. If you can go and consist consistently create good photographs every single time, then I would say that that's probably the definition, the best definition of, of your professional photographer that I can think of. Yeah, I mean, and and notice, you know, I was thinking about this as you were saying that because you kind of it stopped right there—the ability to create consistently, create, um, uh, you know, I guess strong photos within the genre, within you know that that particular um, silo or vertical. But you didn't go into it, it; didn't go to the next step, which is like, and then make money from it. And I think that's an important distinction, you know, because. I, I do believe, I genuinely believe that you can be a professional photographer without earning any money from it. Uh, it can be something that simply is, uh, you know, you just know it so well 
in in every aspect, again, the technical and the creative aspect, that you can be dropped into a situation and you can execute as well as anyone uh, anyone else within reason. Um, and, and so, you know, we're talking about skill here. You know, we're talking about kind of like that whole Macklemore song, you know, 10,000 hours. And I think that there's a virtue to that, which is if you, um, if you really want to be, uh, you know, dub yourself a professional, you really need to be able to walk the walk. Um, uh, right now, you, a lot of photographers can very easily get by with simply just talking the talk. Uh, and so, again, just to, now to bring it back to the money component, this is why I, I consider myself a working photographer. Um, I also consider myself a professional photographer. I, I don't say I'm a professional working photographer because that's kind of a mouthful. But when someone asks, uh, usually I say, yeah, I'm a working photographer. I'm a full-time working photographer. I work for myself. Uh, I create, uh, like Nicole said earlier, we you know, um, digital products geared towards photographers, especially you know enthusiasts and more of the kind of beginner level to help them, uh, you know, on their creative vision. Some elevator pitch along those lines. I very much make money off of my photos, as do you. I mean, in in a small percentages uh, directly through a licensing of stock, but. Uh, you know, for us, for for Nicole and me, our business model. And well, I mean, I shouldn't speak for Nicole. I'll speak for myself. My business model uh, is very reliant on having a bunch of different uh, revenue streams. You know, I, I I never was one like a wedding photographer, maybe, or a, let's just do a commercial photographer, someone who uh, does portraits. You know, they can make an entire living from from January to December booking gigs, photographing, whether it's models or corporate headshots or this or that, you know, that's what they do. And they have, uh, they have their rate sheet and they have their, their assistants and they go out and they do their things. Um, I don't do that and neither do you. We don't, we don't book gigs. Like a lot of times I know with Nicole and I'll let you speak to that about like, you know, someone asking like, well, do you photograph menus for restaurants with your food photography? For me, um, because I don't do that, it's even more important for me in order to, to make a living to um, be very active in uh, manicuring and curating uh, these revenue streams like writing. I write for, for three you know, published magazines uh, every month. I have new articles, plus I write blog posts for them. You know, I write for F-Stoppers, which is you, know, you don't get rich off of it, but um, it, is an, it is an avenue and it, you do get money from it. Um, the digital products, uh, workshops, um, you know, all these different things that, um, and then of course, partner programs. So like with Zeiss or with G technology, you know, you pitch projects, um, that will pay you. Um, so all of these things are, um, kind of ingredients that, that you put into the, into the big pot and hopefully, you know, you have enough, <laughs> enough broth to live off of. But, um, but yeah, like Nicole, why don't you talk about that? Like you've been asked that, I assume many times like you know do you when someone's like oh i when you tell someone you you know you shoot food photography like oh do you what restaurants have you shot for or something like that right yeah I, I guess i mean i think the thing that i've learned is you know the elevator pitch for like how to because and i was just so i was just on a trip uh i went by myself i was just with a small normal group travel photography there's like 12 or so people on on in the group and I was like the photographer in the group. And, you know, I don't like walk in saying I am the photographer, but people eventually get the, you know, they see you with your camera and you show a few photos and they go, oh, you, are you a photographer? And I say, yes, I'm a photographer, but I don't end it there because a lot of the times outside of maybe travel type of scenario, when I tell people I'm a photographer, the almost 
always they oh do you would you photograph weddings <laughs> or do you photograph portraits or you know oh can you photograph my uncle's wedding or my cousin's wedding you know there's always like something like that and so I've learned to I think my elevator pitch if someone were to walk in and say oh what do you do I'd be like oh I'm a photographer uh, I teach photography I I sell books and video courses on my website and that's almost verbatim what I tell every single person that's like not a photographer who doesn't really understand the business um and it, it works it doesn't you know they might may or may not understand what I'm talking about. I think they kind of do. I think people really understand books and things like that. But, um, you know, sometimes they'll ask me what I photograph and then I'll kind of say, oh, I do a lot of things, you know, travel, food, landscape, stock photography, stuff like that. And, you know, that kind of just ends the conversation and not really ends it, but they get it. You know, it, there's not this, this kind of, um, I guess when people in general think of photographers, they think wedding photographers or think, I don't know, because because there's in their mind, and of course, we're all like this with professions we don't fully understand. There's usually only a few different um, avenues and, and, you know, directions you can go with it to actually make money doing it, because that's what they're used to. They may have been to a wedding or they've had a wedding and they've had a photographer or they've had school portraits or family portraits or whatever. So that's their understanding of photography. Um, but, you know, like to answer your question about like the food stuff, I, sometimes I get people asking me that. I haven't been as active with my food photography lately, so that's kind of died off but I would get I would get potential clients asking me to photograph their food and oftentimes when I come back with what I would charge them they kind of just you know ghost me and I don't hear from them after that um but I don't really do that you know I've I've done all of my food photography for myself and for my blog and and you know a teaching type of aspect yeah I, I think you know it's interesting as, as you were saying that like I think about for instance uh lawyers when when it, because of like television shows with all these different you know, you know legal dramas and whatnot, I do think a lot of people have this preconceived notion with you know what a lawyer does and like they're all trial lawyers and they're all like you know running around stuff. When in actuality, probably most lawyers are just kind of like sitting in an office like reviewing real estate documents, you know, or mitigating a divorce or something like that. But um, same thing with uh, you know you, you, the whole like CSI and police stuff. It's like probably a lot of it's kind of mundane, but um, with, with photography, I think people tend to, or with photographers, um, people go to what I think they're most familiar with. And I think most people like wh where they see a photographer is either at a school, you know, shooting uh, senior portraits or a wedding or a major event, like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever. But, um, th I, I do, you know, when I, when I, I, I don't never, I, I, I stopped worrying about what people think about when they asked me that question, uh, the first time that I, I'll never forget, it's like one of those things that I think most people will remember the first time someone asked me and where I had to answer that, uh, yes, I'm a, you know, I think I said I was just a professional photographer. Um, it was on that trip where, uh, I took that photo of that, the, the, um, Royal Clipper, that, that ship. It's probably my, as far as my photos, I think it's probably my most like well-known, uh, one of my most well-known, photos um and i was out there in italy and someone came up to me i was on a gig shooting for actually for kelby for kelby media for like a travel photography class that they were doing which never actually ended up airing that's another story <laughs> best saved over a beer or two but um someone asked what i and, I, and when they asked me that it was just no one ever asked me that and uh it was just a very surreal experience now it's just kind of like listen this is who i am and i don't you know i i i've the only person that should wonder, you know, like, man, is 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 he or she like successful? You know, can they make money off of that? This is your the individual. Um, so 
to wrap this up because I don't want to go too far. And you know, there's another topic I want to touch on. Um, is for me, and I'll let you, Nicole, have your, your the last word. For me, uh, again, a professional. Ha- to me, it's more about how you carry yourself and uh, how you how what you've put into the game um, to to really warrant that title. Um, and and then also for me, at the end of the day, who cares? <laughs> like. Uh, as long as you can, uh, the, one of the things in my response to Matt was whatever you do, if you can, if you respond with confidence and you genuinely believe that that's all that matters, because if you can do that, then whoever you're, you're answering to, they'll pick up on it right away. But if it's, if you're kind of like umming and eyeing, like, well, you know, I'm kind of this and, but I also have a full-time job, then the, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's a loss. So I like working photographer again, like I said, because there's no ambiguity to it. It's kind of clear that this is kind of my vocation. This is how I'm, uh, you know, working to make a living. And uh, and usually that's kind of it. So what about you? I, I kind of like your who cares response because really, I mean, it's up to you. If you want to say, if, you, if it feels better to you to say you're a professional photographer and you can, you know, and you're good at what you do. Because it's one thing to be like, I'm a professional photographer and I make all my living doing photography and your portfolio is just, you know, not so great. I mean, in your eyes, it might be in with like, kind of like, you know, I call it like the American Idol um, phenomenon where everybody comments on your photos and tells them they're so great, even even though maybe they are not. And we all get that. We all have really bad photos that we've posted on the internet. Um, but yeah, I mean, who cares? You know, do what you want to do. If, if you're making your living from photography and you're doing really good at it, then yeah, you're probably a f- professional photographer. Um, if you're doing it on the side and you're a fantastic photographer, you're probably still a f- professional photographer. But really, it's it doesn't really matter, you know? Yeah, I would say, if anything, just like, just be prepared. Like, if you do put yourself out there as this kind of person, just be prepared to kind of walk the walk. And like, if someone calls you out or like talks to you uh, with the assumption that, oh yeah, this guy or this girl knows what they're talking about, and then you just don't that's probably not a good thing. So, um, so I want to jump to another topic. It's been a while since we've had more than one topic on, on the show. So I'm kind of happy about this, but, uh, and the reason why is because I know you're, you're spending a lot of time on this, uh, but we've talked about this on the show for a while, ever since, um, it was first announced that smug mug was acquiring Flickr. And then that was earlier in 2018. And then in November, they announced some updates to, um, you know, premium and free accounts and in terms of like, getting rid of the one terabyte, uh, quota. Um, but I know you're, you're really excited about this, right? I am. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. And, um, it's, it's actually, it's, it couldn't have come at like a better time because I've been feeling, and I think Brian, I think you and I have felt the same way without even expressing our feelings about it because we had a conversation, you know, about this along a a little, little while ago. And you said something, I was like, that's exactly how I feel. Uh, social media to me is just kind of becoming, I don't know, it's becoming too much. You know, like I use Instagram. I'm bad at Instagram. You know, Brian and I, we talk about this all the time. Uh, I post, I post more when I'm traveling, more when I'm actually creating a lot of photographs, but you know, I don't think I've shared anything on my Instagram page since our Instagram account, since I got back from my trip a few weeks ago. Um, and it just feels like, I don't know, Instagram, you know, I'm sure you've talked about Instagram before and I'm not knocking Instagram at all. But it's just, you know, like the accounts like the Insta repeat, I think is what it's called, where they basically, they they find photos where everybody's basically photographed the exact same thing with the same person in the same red hat, you know, or the same red coat or whatever. And they just share like a big, you know, 
collage of all of those photos and it just kind of makes you go, oh, there's no originality, you know, it's all these, all these things that just go through my mind when I see it. And so Flickr, you know, it's, it's kind of, kind of fallen, like, you know, the last five, six years or whatever, it's just kind of like fizzled away. And I don't know what the reason is. I used to use it quite a bit back when, you know, I first really started getting into photography. Like, I think I've, I think I opened up my account in like 2007 and, you know, I have a lot of old photos I've hidden <laughs> since then, but it, it just kind of like kind of made the news this year with Smug Mug, you know, acquiring it and then kind of talking about how they're going to kind of bring it back to life. And I am really excited because I, I am, I really miss Google Plus. I really miss Google Plus because Google Plus to me was like the home for photographers. It, it became big because of photographers. And then it just kind of, you know, things went bad with it. It just kind of disappeared again. And now it's going to be completely gone. And I think a lot of us miss that. You know, we miss like having our, our own photography home. That's like a, a true photographer's home. Um, not just a bunch of snaps that you do and selfies that you do with your iPhone or your, your mobile phone. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've been kind of uh, really uploading a lot more photos to it. Like at least one a day I'm trying, um, uh, I started a Nicolzi Flickr group where I'm starting to run challenges, you know, with little prizes and stuff at the end of the month to try and encourage people to create photos, you know, not just share a photo from five years ago, but Hey, let's create a new photo this month and, and share it in the group. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think you, you really touched on, on that important point where Unlike any other network, well, unlike, let's save a few networks, um, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google+, they are kind of everything, they're meant to be something for everyone. It's not just for photographers. Flickr, aside from it being one of, like, it's a legacy, it's one of the original social networks for, and, and probably the first one for photographers, you know, it, 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 I met so many people through Flickr and the groups were wonderful. Like the communities that we built there, we had our, um, you know, we had the mission 24 was a group where to your point, it wasn't just that, that was the thing. It wasn't about just like sharing your, your best work from t 10 years ago. It was about giving people some sort of a direction to go create something now. And, um, I don't remember the, the cadence of our missions, we call them, but uh, maybe it was once every month or every two weeks. But once the mission was posted, you had to create the photo within 24 hours. Uh, and of course, there's an honor system to it. But I, you know, I still ha uh, am contacts with people from from that uh, you know that era, and it, it I, I think about it fondly because it's like everyone was just like it wasn't like about trying to take the most amazing work. It was just about being creative and whimsical and fun and building community and i think that's something that's sorely missing um you know like you said google plus is dying facebook has had just one of the worst years and yet it still is you know gajillion dollar company I, it's amazing um 500 px you can you know i think uh when it first came out people i think saw that as uh you know the next generation of Flickr. Um, when Yahoo bought Flickr, that's kind of, you know, over the Yahoo itself was such a mess um, that in, in, invariably Flickr was affected. So again, going back now that we have SmugMug, which is again, a, a company, you know, for photographers and of photographers and photography lovers, I can't think of a better company that 
uh, would handle, you know, that, that, that should be able to restore this. And so I, I know you're, you're planning on spending a lot more time there, right? Yeah. And I, and I am too. That's, um, I posted a video on the 31st, the new year's Eve, my 2019 goals. And that's one of them actually specifically is like, I'm getting to this point with Facebook where I, I really, and I told Nicole this, like, I'm really thinking about just flat out deleting my account. Um, for a few reasons, but one of which is kind of a moral reason, which I mean, this company is is reprehensible in some cases at the from the very top with how they're they're so cavalier about brushing off um, the the misuse and the and the abuse of of our information. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get that the information that we provide can be used to market back to us um, or help with you know various analytics. I get that. But when you're doing it in a way that's not kosher, that's and you're not telling people about it only, or you're telling people only after it's been reported, that's where I. That's why I never had a problem working for Google or being on Google Plus. You you don't think they're using every single bit of information I put out there? I actually welcome it. I love the the services that I get and the you know the results from using Google products. I understand that I'm the the the, the product. I get that, but um, as long as, and, and again, uh, I mean, Google Plus, they had this huge security breach, which is ultimately what resulted in them shutting down the pro, the entire platform. Um, and they, I mean, uh, it was unfortunate also that they, I think it happened like months and months before and it only, it only uh, became public because it was reported on. Um, so all around, you know, I don't know, I just, I want to find a place that I just want to get to a place where I can hang out with other photographers and uh, enjoy photography. But with that said, I know we both have, we see some issues with Flickr. So Nicole, why don't you kind of talk about some of the things you're seeing that, that needs to be improved just in case maybe Don McCaskill or someone's listening. <laughs> hey Don. So, I mean, and I probably, I mean, I don't have, I'm not like the full expert on Flickr. You know, there are other people. I know Thomas Hawk is one who's like, he's been a Flickr user forever. And I I follow him on Twitter and I've actually seen him share a few things. But I would say, you know, personally, and I think everybody's in agreement who uses Flickr is that Explore needs to be um, managed better. What is Explore? So Explore is where, oh, it's hard to explain. So it's kind of just like the discovery of the best photos that, the best new photos that are shared on Flickr. And, you know, you go there to really be, I go there, I don't go, now it's, it's tough, but you, I go there to be inspired, to, um, to see beautiful works, get, you know, motivation to photograph things, find new people to follow. You know, I still go there sometimes and there's, but right now it's just bad. And I don't know they, what the, it's maybe the algorithm is doing something weird. It's just flooded with bad photographs. You know, I'm not saying everything on there is bad because, you know, if you're photo made explore, I'm not saying it's bad, but there are some really good ones in there. I found actually a really great photographer today by looking through there and I started following her because her, her work's awesome. It's a bunch of really cool dog photos. Um, of course I love dogs, so I'm going to follow them, but it's, if you were, if anybody here who's listening is familiar with the 500 PX, um, I think it's Discover. I think they call theirs Discover. Well, there's Popular, there's um, uh, Editor's Choice or something like that. Yeah, they have always, in my opinion, I haven't looked at it recently, but in my opinion, they have always had a fantastic uh, curated collection of images. Uh, and it's just like, the, it feels like it's the best of the best. Like, I will never achieve the greatness of the 500px Explorer or Discover 
popular photos that they share, editor's choice. Um, and what I want is I, I want to see Flickr kind of rival that. And I want to see that go up to that level of standard. I, I think that they are playing, you know, every time I share something on Twitter or I reply to someone's thing on Twitter, I see Don go, Don McCaskill goes in there and he comments and he replies. He's really active and he, you can tell, you know, he wants this, he wants it to succeed. He wants it to improve. They didn't just buy it just to buy it. You know, they didn't buy it to turn it into something else. They want to improve it and kind of bring it back to the glory days of what Flickr was years ago. Yeah. And I mean, I wrote an article, uh, a while uh, in November when, when the news first kind of broke, uh, where with Flickr making their changes, uh, and I actually had a video chat with with Don. Those of you that know don't know Don uh, McCaskill is uh, CEO of of Smugmug and Flickr, and just a, a great guy. And when uh, when I lived in California and I was working at Google, like we've got, we were invited to Smugmug's headquarters and ate their delicious food. And, and I'm friends with a lot of people who work there. And it's just it is a really good company. I know a lot of people were especially bent out of shape with the um, removal of the one terabyte quota and you know the, the the what you have to do or what you get uh, or the things that you get but that require a pro membership and I, here's the thing and I don't know may, maybe I'm just being naive but there's been so much just uh, with, with social media and photography and the, the abuse of photography and just subpar experiences that, I, I I do believe, I'd like to believe that we're at a place where, you know what, spending 50 bucks a year to have, uh, you know, an ad-free uh, experience with a bunch of really uh, cool additional features and statistics, um, I think it's worth it. If you break it down, if you really break it down, you know, you can't complain about a $50 a year fee when in the next breath you go and you talk about a $2,000 lens or a $1,000 lens you just bought or a $400 filter. You can't do that, in my opinion, because um, it's all, all of it is is kind of built. These are costs uh, of photography, uh, or, you know, unless you just have no desire to communicate or socialize or share your photos. Uh, and by doing that, by paying, like you're, one, you're sending a clear signal to the company that, okay, people want this and they're, speak, they're speaking with their wallets, which is the, uh, clearest, loudest way that any consumer can speak, and uh, you're also um, essentially investing. Don even says you're investing in the the platform by you know paying engineers, uh, they, and they are listening. You know, and I'm, listen, we're we're not. I'm not paid. I'm not affiliated with 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 Smug Mug in any way. I'm just at a point now where I just I'm tired of everything else. There's just too much distraction, and if I can really render down the time that I spend on one account, maybe two or uh, platforms. Uh, like for me, if I had to choose in my ideal sense, in the most ideal sense, the two places I would spend my time would be Flickr and YouTube. I, I would be happy to get rid of Instagram. Instagram does nothing for me. Um, it, you know, it's just, I love the stories. If they were to, if Instagram were to just create a stories app, um, you know, I'd be happy with that. I really do enjoy that. And I, I wouldn't even mind if Flickr just blatantly copied that but because it's not like instagram didn't blatantly copy it from snapchat but uh you know it i i've i remember getting a lot and really enjoying the time that i spent on Flickr, you know ages ago and so that's i mean do you have anything to add to that so 
I think one of the things that I'm most excited about and most hopeful about with Flickr is the prospect of community. Because as humans, that's what we crave. We need our tribe of people. We want to talk to other people and communicate, you know, maybe even get together in person. I mean, and I think that's why, for me, that's why, you know, I, I will talk about how much I love Google+. I mean, Brian and I met each other on Google+. We're married because of Google+. And I met a ton of other photographers. And it felt like I was meeting them face-to-face -face because of, they had the video chats, the hangouts. And that, I think, is the one thing that I miss the most. Um, and that I'm hopeful for. Uh, and it's, 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 it's good. But the thing is, it's going to take us to actually make it happen. You know, Flickr, it, they have free accounts and you get a lot with a free account. Um, for it to really thrive, you know, they're kind of, I, I think, hope, hopeful that people go pro. Uh, what do you get? Like unlimited storage? Yeah, you get, you get unlimited storage. I think full resolution, you get advanced statistics, the ads are taken away. Um, you know, it's just a, a bunch of, of interesting features and I, I'm, oh, and I, I mean, it, it actually, I'm, I'm glad they did this. It's just smart that they're leveraging the fact that they're owned by SmugMug, but I believe pro people get a discount if they want to join SmugMug. Don't quote me on that, but I think that you actually get a discount. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they have like a members page where you have, you can get discounts on it, on the creative cloud and, and other, other, a ton of other different photography things you can get discounts for, um. But yeah, I think that the community is the thing I'm most excited about. And I've, I'm starting to just recently starting to build my own uh, community on there. I'd like to ho hopefully branch that out to uh, doing photo walks. And, you know, I'd start out in Portland and maybe if I do any travel, maybe expand those to other cities throughout the country or the world. Um, you know, of course, this is just me hope, hope, hoping I don't have any uh, solid plans for anything like this. But, you know, I, I lived in when I lived in Utah, one of the things I loved about Utah was the photography community out there. Uh, and we, you know, photo walking Utah, I'm not sure if it's like it's still an active thing. But that was it was fantastic. You know, and I think about that time period of my life from living in Utah and then Seattle um, and then with Google Plus and everything, that's kind of like, I don't know, it's like the warm, fuzzy feeling, the warm, fuzzy time of my life with photography. And things now almost feel like they've gotten too serious, you know, and I kind of feel like we're isolated a little bit more uh, just from that kind of overall worldly group of people. And I'm just kind of hopeful that, you know, Flickr is a way to kind of bring that back. Yeah. And I actually really like the, how you kind of brought up like hangouts and stuff. And Again, this is somewhere. I'm, I'm definitely. I'm hoping Don hears this, and I'll send it to my friends at at uh, Smug Mug because it, it would be great to see um, to see them uh, attack that side of things with building um, robust community building uh, tools, whether that's like a you know another chat program or some sort of a video thing, but you know. Things are very different from when they were when we opened our accounts in like 2007, 2008 uh, in terms of like technology, you know, and they, uh, fortunately Flickr has great mobile apps, at least on iOS. Uh, I think the apps are really well done, um, but initially they, they've got a lot of a lot of just kind of uh, low hanging fruit to address. I know one of the I'm hoping they've announced it and I'm hoping it's one of the first things they do is that they fully disconnect from the requirement of having a Yahoo dot com email address uh i, I want to use my own to log in but also i know they're investing very heavily in spam reduction and protection uh and removal of bots and i think 
once the maintenance stuff is done, the stuff that's not very attractive, that's kind of boring, you know, under the hood type of stuff, and they can focus on uh, polish and chrome, then, you know, you'll start to see some really interesting things. And and again, this is why more than like Vero or Ello, even those, they're still around, uh, you know, all these other uh, kind of social networks that have popped up to try to take the mantle. Um, I think Flickr is probably best poised specifically for photographers. I'm not looking for another Facebook. I'm not looking for another social network. I'm just looking for a place where um, I can I can communicate and 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 also be inspired by photographers who I didn't know. And I think you brought it up like this discovery thing, the ability to find new photographers. That's kind of my problem with Instagram. It's I'm I I very rarely see something from someone that I don't know because their algorithm is so messed up and broken. It just surfaces the photos from the same, you know, group of people. Um, and same thing with stories, you know, just because it's, it's too busy. So I think we really went and, and, and kind of covered both these topics very well. Um, I'm, I'm, I am excited. I'm excited, uh, for what we will see this year. And again, I want to, um, I want to thank everyone for, for your, you know, being here and listening. I get so many really nice uh, emails and messages from listeners. And it's just always, I don't know, it just, it kind of uh, uh, makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, so with that, thank you, Nicole, so much for uh, walking over the the 15 feet from your office to my office. Um, why don't you tell everyone uh, where they can learn more about you? Sure. The best place is just to go to my website. That's nicolesy.com and that's spelled N-I-C-O-L-E-S-Y.com. That'll take you to my kind of main homepage landing page. You can get my blog there. And of course, find me on Flickr. Same name, Nicolzi. I've um, been posting pretty regularly and I'd love to uh, I'd love to see you there. Yeah, actually to that point, uh, drop a, a comment in uh, on the, the post at nonamephotoshow.com. Uh, if you're on Flickr with your uh, Flickr profile URL, would love to um, to just you know connect. Maybe we can get a no name photo show type of thing going on there as well. Get a group, a no name photo show group. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's not a bad idea, and uh, just to again to create some sort of a community around these things. Uh, as for me, well, you can find the show notes, and I'll include Nicole's uh, links there uh, at nonamephotoshow.com. And then me, my website is no name photo shows hosted under my website now. So it's just Matias.com, which is M A T I A S H. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to with Flickr. Uh, so I think my, I, I, it just do a search for my name. The van, there are two accounts and I'm trying to figure out what happened there. So, uh, I just do a search for my name and you'll find me on Flickr. Uh, but with that, again, just to kind of recap, I want to thank everyone so much for, uh, making the show what it is. I also want to throw a shout out to Sharky for, you know, he he was there with me for 45-ish episodes and helped me build, you know, the show from the ground up and taught me so much about podcasting. Um, so be sure to listen to him. He's the host of the Petapixel Photography Podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's a, a welcome here. Hopefully I'll have him on soon. He's been He's been actually getting back to like posting twice a week, I think. So with that, everyone, listeners, thank you so much for listening and I will see you on next one which is episode 50. All right everyone. Bye-bye.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Name Photo Show. Don't forget to check out the show notes at nonamephotoshow.com and be sure to subscribe in whichever app you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss a beat. Let's do this again next time.